0: Hi listeners, welcome back to Angel Talk. This is Angelina. I have a special guest today who's appeared on here before, my hubby, Bubby. How are you, baby? I'm great. (laughs) You're a (laughs) smartass, is what you are. (laughs) So today we're going to be like discussing um, what a generational curse is, Um, just the different types, what it used to mean, what it means today. You know what I mean? Um, They always know what I mean. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. (laughs) But um, I actually had to do a lot more research on this topic. I actually wanted to know if this was a thing. A generational curse was um, in any way definable, and it was. So um, Google actually told me that According to the gospel of coalition, a generational curse is a consequence of ancestors' actions, beliefs, and sins that have been passed down. Okay, um, today's generational curses are more so in the form of, like, addictive behaviors, like alcohol, drugs, um, Maybe even gambling, I honestly don't know, but um, other harmful behaviors also, such as like abuse towards other people. So, what do you think about it? What do you think about a generational curse?
1: I think it's completely 100% real.
0: Yeah? Because of your experiences from it, or?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, experiences with family, you know, with myself, even, you know, from struggling with, you know... Drug, drug addiction myself at one point in time
0: okay i mean everybody goes through their own thing and, and everybody you does. know what i mean um what do you think about like have you had personally okay i have family members that have either struggled in the past passed away or still struggle still struggle today with addiction. Have you had any family members that have passed down that trait to their sons or daughters?
1: Oh, absolutely. Very close family members.
0: Yeah. I'm sure it affected your family pretty pretty hard, but I mean, you guys are strong. Oh, what yeah. about like
1: People everybody works through it in their own ways.
0: Yeah. What about like run-ins with the law? Do you think that um like addiction from a parent can affect like a child's behavior in terms of like whether or not they're addicted to or if they get into trouble
1: oh yeah absolutely because if a child is being neglected at home because of their parents addiction to whatever they may be addicted to that child is going to be neglected in one way or another and if they're not getting noticed in a positive way Well, there's only one other way for them to get noticed yeah, or get shown some kind of attention, and that's to get in trouble. Oh, I agree. And it it happens quite a bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, personally, when I was younger, um, when my mother actually started to have a struggle with addiction, I retaliated in a way to where I just wanted her to be as upset as I was, so I started to drink alcohol also. I started to um, steal things, get into trouble. Um, I'm not proud of it today, but um, luckily, knowing right from wrong when I was younger helped me um, kind of decide, decide if I wanted to do the right thing or not. Okay. <laughs> Did you blank out? <laughs> I knew it. You got to pay attention. Oh my god. <laughs> I just talk too much for you. So it makes you zone out. I get it. But anyway, now that you're back. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I believe that that you weren't listening to me <laughs> I'm sorry okay I had to but I personally don't believe on the side of like curses like okay if somebody killed The mother of five children that I'm a terrible person and that um, I'm receiving the karma from that thing happening. That's just the part that I don't believe. You know what I mean? I don't believe it's called a curse. I just believe it's called addiction and depending on your perception of the events that go on growing up, the moral compass can be tilted a certain way. You know what I mean? You could either choose You can choose to go right or you can choose to go left. You can choose to go left on that comfortable path that you know that you're familiar with, that your family's familiar with. It's harmful, but it makes you feel good. Or you can go right onto that correct path where your head's on straight and you're trying to self-reflect and be your best person and not do the things and repeat You know what I mean? The madness and keep that vicious cycle going on throughout your family. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's what I believe in. I believe in, well, I've, I've taken the right. I've taken the right path. I've taken the left path a little bit, but I don't think I've strayed so far from my correct path in my life that I could not bounce back and learn to be a good human. And I believe that I'm doing really good that we're doing really good in our life right now. So I'm happy to be strong in my choice and know that it I'm not stuck with a certain fate. My destiny is determined by myself and depending on the choices Yeah. You could either go on that bad or good path.
1: There is always that option to choose, but I think you're always... I think more more times than not, unfortunately, people are going to take that easier path. Yeah. Because they don't have... There's... Because a lot of the times... resources. Either... Yeah, there's either... There's no resources for them to help them do Emotionally. better. Or there's just very few people, if any giving them that little push that they need to stay on that correct path. Because yeah. sometimes it doesn't even take a lot. It just
0: yeah. it takes that acknowledgement, love, TLC. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just showing that you're supportive right? in the right things. Not just doing what you want because you're the adult. Letting them deal with it. You know what I mean? Even though there was people who struggled in my family with addiction, mm-hmm. they still pulled through. They were functioning. Alcoholics, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a thing. It <laughs> is. Functioning alcoholism is a thing, and it it's just as sad as any other addiction. But people people choose to do what they choose to do. Eventually, they just become dependent, and it gets harder um, to deal with being independent when you don't have those harmful coping mechanisms to fall back on, like fighting. Or stealing or selling drugs or you know what I mean robbing someone
1: I I think a lot of these things are learned behaviors when it comes to like when it comes to like addictions yeah
0: but that's what I that's what I'm saying I don't believe that it's a curse I don't believe this is something that could be passed on I believe it's a choice that we can make depending on if we have the right resources growing up You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if we have that support, maybe we are less likely to take that left path. Right. Most likely, we're going to be less driven towards that left path. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not like that, though. Sometimes you got the perfect white picket fence, but maybe the emotional support's not there. You know what I mean? The financial is. Right. Monetary.
1: Absolutely.
0: Monetarily, they're taken care of. They got their toys. They got a big yard, a dog, everything they want. But... Where's the love?
1: Yeah, if they're not sitting down to listen to their child's emotions and what's on their mind, and to help them understand their emotions, yeah. then they're only gonna, that child's only gonna be miserable and confused.
0: Oh yeah, because I mean, even, just, even when they're younger, they're still human beings. Yeah. Children are still human beings. They, still, they are starting to understand what you're saying they're understanding what it means. They're putting feelings with words. Mm-hmm. They're putting people with words, objects with words. Yeah. They're sponges.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where they develop that learned behavior the strongest. Yes. Whether they know it young, or
0: not. Young, young.
1: They learn that, that, the drinking, you know, they yeah, notice it by watching stuff, by from watching. a very,
0: very, very young age. Or being rude. Being abusive. Mm-hmm. If you watch that stuff when you're yeah, a fucking totally. toddler, you're probably going to beat on your dog or beat on your wife. Yeah. 100%. That's just likely. That is just likely. Sad but true.
1: And I think that's why it's considered a, cur- a generational curse because it's something that can be passed. Happens early. That happens early and it can be passed down, you know.
0: I think that's that's a good perspective on it.
1: Because if you think about it, let's say like
0: you're just bound to do those things, right?
1: Cause, right. Because let's say, out of a family of, out of a family of four kids, how many of those kids do you think are going to turn right. out with that? What that generational? Maybe case? one or two. Maybe one or, one or two. two. So
0: I don't. Say, I don't think all six. I don't think all. You know what I mean? I don't think all. However many you said. Four. Only four. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's 25% of kid.
0: Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I mean, I never really thought about it like that. But when I think curse, I think, like, it's put on you. Like, it is thrown on you by the universe. Or by your family, or maybe maybe that is why it's called a curse because it is thrown on them yeah. at a very young age, and mm-hmm. that's a good perspective that you just had on that. I didn't really. You got a little.
1: Yeah, because if that's you're, pretty good. If you're a kid, you can't choose your own. You can't choose your environment as a child. No,
0: see, so. that's I I understand that.
1: So as an adult, I would <clears throat> consider it a curse because that as an adult you can choose to be in that situation or not. You you can choose to be ability.
0: comfortable with it
1: you have that ability to walk away. There you go. But as a child, you don't know any better. And you you, have no ability to walk away. You have no ability to go anywhere. You have nothing, you know.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Everything you know is in these people that are around you.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And what they're doing.
0: Yeah, that's why it's just great. It's great to be patient too.
1: Yeah, patience is
0: virtue. You know what I mean? Even if you're an alcoholic mother, you sit on the floor playing with your kids and their toys, you change your diaper and feed them. You're a mother. You're yeah. a mother.
1: I mean, you're still a mother. Yeah, you're
0: doing what you need to do, but displaying the harmful behavior of alcoholism, mm-hmm. I get it. You know what I mean?
1: Because I think there's going to be a moment in that child's life where they're going to be like, they're going to see that shape of the bottle or remember the, remember the remember name on it. Remember that
0: bottle and always wanting to drink it. Never yeah. being able to drink it. Being told no because it's bad. Yeah. 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 It makes it more tempting whenever you're told not to do something, you want to do it. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, what kid's not rebellious?
0: It's just something that happens at heart. You want to do what you want to do. mm mm-hmm. Somebody that's bigger and older tells you not to. When you're bigger and older, mm-hmm. you're probably going to do it. Right, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I didn't even. You got a hell of a perspective, babe.
1: I mean, I, I try.
0: <laughs> I try. I mean, you. It's, it's effortless. But with the moral compass, I'm just, like I said, I'm a firm believer in choice. hmm I believe if an adult, you know what I mean, chooses to do the wrong thing, then they're choosing not to improve. Okay? And the definition of a moral compass is basically the ability to distinguish right from wrong and to act accordingly to what is right or what is wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being able to say no to try and smack for the first time because, you know, addictions in the family or, you know what I mean? Something Mm -hmm. like that. Anything. Just choosing to do the dishes because it's easy just to get them done one at a time every day than fucking doing them all at once every three weeks (laughs) when your husband doesn't put the clean dishes away. (laughs) I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't flip me off, bitch. I'll spray you with rage. <laughs> Fucking bugging me. <laughs> Don't bug me, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I think the moral compass forms pretty early. I think learning disabilities is a whole nother thing. Or, yeah. you know what I mean, attention disabilities, because yeah, it is. sometimes it's harder to control that when you're younger, but I think once you're a teenager and you're starting to learn what's right and wrong, like really learning what life is about, mm-hmm. I think that's when it forms. Yeah. You either choose to be snobby and fucking sour and an asshole to everybody, or you choose to be a good person because you know it makes the world go round. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's choice. But there's a segment. It was a good segment, though. It was. I really enjoyed having you on with me.
1: I enjoyed being here.
0: Okay. So that was generational curses and basically your moral compass. Family traits, just toxic things that get passed down inadvertently even. Without even knowing it or intending to cause that harm. Sometimes it just happens. Our next segment, I'm going to be doing like an introduction to some poetry formats. Um, just two of them this week though um, a tanka and haiku formats. Both Japanese, both really pretty. Thank you guys for listening to this segment, and I'll be right back after the break. Hi guys, I'm back. So, now we're going to be talking about um, a poetry section. Um, the section is going to be on two poetry formats, both from Japan. Like I said before, both very beautiful, both very elegant, depending on how you choose to use them. Um, first of all, Tinka, it's classical Japanese poetry, and it translates to a short song. Okay? So... The format, okay, it's in syllables, is how you would organize this. You write it in lines. So you got your line at the top. It starts with five syllables. So one, two, three, four, five. And then the second line, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The third line. One, two, three, four, five. The fourth line. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And the fifth line, which is also seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, so, a haiku is going to be the second one. It's also Japanese. Um... It's a short form of poetry, and they're three short lines instead of five longer lines, okay? They're the same amount of syllables, but less times, so only three instead of five. So it would be five, seven, five, and then so on. So five syllables, so one, two, three, four, five. Seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and five. One, two, three, four, five. So basically, I did the clapping to kind of help, um, I don't want to say simplify it, but in a way, that's how it kind of simplified it for myself. Um, I did research about a year ago to figure out what type of formats. I wanted to learn to write in, and yeah, Tanka really, um, it really opened me up to the world of poetry. It it allowed me to be able to do it spoken, to be able to do it right off the bat, and to be able to create poems quickly, which um, haikus also help you do that, but haikus are not supposed to rhyme at all. Okay, they do not rhyme in the lines. Um, Tankas, I guess they could, but it's more song-like. Okay, and haikus are mostly about, like, nature and such. You know what I mean? But I actually have two poems I wanted to recite to you guys. Just to give you guys a couple of examples, so that you're left on a note of actually knowing how to write one. Um, I did write these a really long time ago, so if they're a little rusty, you can let me know, but other than that, I mean, they're just two pretty simple ones. Uh, the first one I'm going to do is in tanka format. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Tanka, tanka, I don't know. T-A-N-K-A. So, this is about a patient who I worked with who was a resident at an old job and I worked with her every single night tucked her in and every day we would start to have more conversations but I would realize that she would remember a little less and that she was starting to notice herself remembering less She would tell me, like, oh, I'm just being goofy, or I feel scared, like I'm scared. And that was, watching her lose herself was a really painful part of my journey as an STNA and as a human, but it opened my eyes to a lot of things, and being in tune with the small things while we're here in being able to appreciate the things we get to remember and continuing to make those memories while we still have the ability. Um so this poem, once again, T A N K A is the forma form forma <laughs> is the format. And this poem is called Losing Me about one of my patients that struggled um very very roughly with dementia. So I feel crazy and day to day I struggle. I can't remember who I used to be before. I knew that I was different. The other poem that I'm gonna do is actually on my next page It's called Green Beauty, and I was kind of down at the time, and I really wanted to write something about myself, and I really enjoy, I've always enjoyed science, okay? I've always enjoyed opening that green folder, and you know what I mean, seeing nature, and being outside for all these experiments, and figuring out things about plants, photosynthesis. You know what I mean? Everybody remembers fucking photosynthesis. (laughs) But the poem is called Green Beauty. And so I kind of related myself to someone who resonates with the color green. Okay? Their heart chakra. That beautiful, vibrant green that keeps you strong and it keeps you... Um, really whole and happy as one person. So the poem, Green Beauty, in haiku format. Bright green and vibrant. You weather all of your storms. Keep it together. I was hoping that that would help. That it would help myself feel stronger. I was at a point in my life where I was feeling very weak, Um, like I just could not go on. And poetry gave me an outlet for that. Uh, I'd have to say, if you're more of an emotional writer, lean towards tanka. It has more lines, you could be more descriptive. And haiku's just pretty simple and short. So if you really wanted it to be short and sweet and talk about nature and little things, then, I mean, that's that's something that's for you. Um, I just wanted to use this short little segment to um, let you guys know that art is still very relevant. It's always going to be important. It always has been important since before ever. <laughs> um... And I like to do a lot of flower pressing and keeping old things that I've found outside, like sticks and, you know what I mean, buckeyes and leaves and such, you know what I mean, from different seasons. I just enjoy pressing them and preserving them in a way that is making them artistic. So I have two, like, boxy frames, and you can actually open the front of it. I'm not sure where they came from, I got them as a gift, but if you find them, use hot glue and yeah, have fun because it was totally worth it. I put a crystal in there with some buckeyes and flowers and a feather, cinnamon, I just went nuts. (laughs) I really enjoy art and art shows you to appreciate the beauty in all of the small things around us. Because there is beauty in every detail in what is left here for us to enjoy. If we find outlets like art to be creative and to be open. We will, I feel like we will succeed. We will succeed as people because we will actually have the ability to be calm, and do what we feel, express what we feel. I like to paint. Sometimes I use certain colors depending on the mood. I splat certain stuff. Sometimes I push it against the canvas. Um, I like to paint glass and plastic. Like, it's, just, it's all depending on what you feel like you want to do, but whether that's sketching, drawing, using markers, crayons, coloring books, or Even poetry, story writing, you know what I mean? That's all, that's all art. And if you can express yourself in an artistic way and keep that around, you will notice how far you've come in your life's journey. You will notice how many things have happened to you and how strong you had to be at certain times. And I've been writing in my poetry journal since 2011. It's 2020, and I look back at all these poems, and I was in a really, really, really rough place. Like, at a rough age, too, like 12, 13. And poetry helped me forget, along with sketching. But, be creative, support the arts. Do art with your children, with your family, with your grandmother, with your great-grandmother, with your grandpa, with your dad, with your mom, with your sister, your brother. Do art. Do art. Do music. Do writing. Do painting. Do drawing. Do sketching. Do coloring. Do whatever you have to do to express yourself. Art is self-expression. Thank you so much for listening to this segment about poetry formats of tenka and haiku. I'll be right back after the break. Hi there, guys. I'm back. Um, So during our first segment, we were talking a lot about um, a moral compass and generational curses. I wanted to give you guys a different perspective on that stuff so that's why I wanted to discuss those topics Um, but I wanted to take a moment at the end which is now this final segment I just want to talk about drug addiction um, substance abuse if you or anyone that you know is struggling with Substance Abuse. SAMHSA National Helpline is here. Speak to a representative, 1-800-662-4357. Again, if anyone that you know or yourself needs help in finding treatment to recover from substance abuse, call one 800 662 4357. It's not too late to get help. You are not too sick. You are not worthless. You mean something to this world. You add something that this world wouldn't have without you to it. Your life is worth it. I hope you can find peace with whatever's hindering you. From recovery, and I hope that you can fight it and continue to fight it until you win your battle. I have faith in you. If you have faith in yourself, you can do anything and you can do this. You can win your battle with addiction today. Again, the SAMHSA National Helpline is 1 800 662 four three five seven I want to thank you guys for listening to Angel Talk my podcast this is Angelina and please let me know if there's anything that you guys would like to hear or any subjects you would like me to touch base on and maybe talk about um yeah If you have any topics that you would like me to touch base on, anchor.fm slash angel talk. Thank you and have a wonderful night. Talk to you next time.